0: Welcome to Pro-Life in 7 Minutes, the show where I spend over 20 minutes teaching you how you can persuade a pro-choice person in only 7. I'm your host, Katherine Burrow. I'm the co-founder and executive director of the Abortion Dialogue Academy, also known as ADA. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I am so excited to get to start teaching you apologetics again. Now, if you are brand new to the podcast and you have not listened to our first season, I'm gonna encourage you to go back and listen to that before you do this episode or any of these future episodes in season three because in season one, I taught a lot of foundational principles and techniques that you're gonna need in order to properly respond to advanced pro-choice arguments. So if you haven't learned those, yet, you're going to be a little lost in these upcoming episodes. So go back, review that, and then meet us back here. This season is all going to be about advanced arguments. Now, if you remember from episode five of season one, one of the things I taught you is that there are only three pro-choice arguments, which always confuses volunteers because then I go on to say, and now I'm going to teach you advanced arguments. But the truth is is that the advanced arguments are not necessarily new arguments. What they are is they are kind of the same old arguments, They're the same three arguments, but they're packaged a little bit differently and therefore they're harder for pro-life students to recognize. So they tend to confuse and trip up the pro-life student. And so that's why we classify them as advanced, because sometimes students need extra training to be able to properly identify them. Now, the first advanced argument that I'm going to teach you how to respond to is back alley abortions. So essentially, this argument says that if we make abortion illegal, women are going to die from unsafe, illegal back alley abortions, which is why we need to keep abortion safe, legal, and therefore rare. So anytime someone's talking about illegal abortion being dangerous, killing women, women getting desperate and injuring themselves with self-induced abortions, all of those kind of safe, legal, rare ideas, they all fall under this what we call back alley abortion argument umbrella. I've sometimes even heard like a pro-life twist on this where the purchase person will say, well, with illegal abortion, two people die, but with legal abortion, only one person dies, so therefore we need to keep abortion legal. So how do you respond to a back alley abortion argument? Well, first, I'm going to talk about what you should not do. (laughs) Because the most common response I see from untrained pro-life people is actually very unpersuasive. and can actually be counterproductive to the conversation. Now, what I hear most pro-life people do is what I talked about in season one, episode three. Most pro-life people's natural instinct when someone brings up a back alley abortion argument is to contradict the common ground. They want to argue with the pro-choice person about their claim that women are going to start dying from self-induced or illegal, unsafe back alley abortions. A lot of times, what I hear people say is, "Well, you know, it's an exaggeration; it's not going to be that bad." Or they'll talk about how many women died from legal abortion. And the reason that these type of statements are unhelpful, unpersuasive, and counterproductive is because of two reasons. First, while yes, they're true statements, they're not communicating to the pro-choice person what the pro-life person thinks they're saying. The pro-life person thinks they're refuting the back alley abortion concern. That they're reassuring the pro-choice person that women. Will Will be fine and they're not actually going to die. But I'm telling you right now, what the purchase person hears when we say these things is, I don't take this problem seriously. I don't really care if women die from back alley abortions and I don't think it's really that big of a deal. And obviously that is not what the pro-life person is trying to communicate, but that is unfortunately what comes across. And it really hurts your ability to win someone over to the pro-life side when they feel like your side doesn't care that women could die from an illegal back alley abortion. Because the truth is like, yes, that is going to happen. Maybe not to the degree or the amount that people who are promoting these arguments think it'll happen, but will there be in a post-Roe world at least one woman who gets so desperate that she seeks out an unsafe, illegal back alley abortion and dies in the process? Of course that will happen because that's happened with legal abortion. And so I think it's important that we recognize that when we try and downplay how frequently it happens, what we're actually communicating is a lack of care and concern for these women in these really hard, desperate situations. And that is extremely off-putting to per-choice people and very unpersuasive. Now, the second reason that this is not persuasive is because it's not actually addressing the real argument the per-choice person is making. While we call it a back-alley abortion argument, What the purchase person is really saying here, the argument they're really making is a circumstance argument. Back alley abortion arguments are a form of circumstance arguments. They are arguments that are assuming that the fetus is not a person. And that's what's so tricky about circumstance arguments and why they so frequently trip up pro-life people is because the purchase person says something like back alley and you feel like that's what you got to talk about. But really what they're saying to you is I'm talking about this other thing because I'm assuming that the fetus is not a person. And how do we know that that's what they're really saying, that they're really assuming that the fetus is not a person? Well, because their logic, their argument wouldn't make any sense if a person like a newborn baby, for example, was involved. So one example that I will share when I'm doing like a youth presentation to kind of highlight this is a long time ago, there was a news story that came out where a young woman who was mentally ill had a newborn baby and ended up killing that newborn baby by throwing the baby out of a high rise apartment window. And it. In addition to this being a very, very tragic story, what she did was also very dangerous for herself. I mean, she was up high, leaning out this window. She'd just given birth, lost a lot of blood. It's very plausible that she could have slipped and fallen to her own death in this process. Now, she didn't in this new story, but it's not out of the realm of possibilities. You imagine in this hypothetical world that you know the news agencies glamorize this a bunch, and then we started having you know copycat cases popping up. Well, obviously there would be a town hall meeting to address this epidemic of young women killing their newborns and dying in the process. But nobody in that town hall meeting would stop and say, you know what I think we should do? I think we should make it legal to kill newborns because then these women can take their newborns to like a safe, sterile medical clinic, and that will fix the problem. And the reason that nobody would say that is because everyone in the room would recognize that, yes, while that would technically be a solution, it's not an acceptable solution. Legalizing killing an innocent person is not an acceptable solution to real societal issues. And this is super obvious to us when a newborn is involved because everyone in the room agrees that that's a person. So the only reason that the pro-choice person is bringing up back-alley abortions is because they are fundamentally assuming that the fetus is not a person in the same way that a newborn is a person. So that's what you have to show the pro-choice person. Arguing with them about whether or not back-alley abortions will actually happen Really doesn't help progress the conversation to where you need to go in order to persuade them. So, now that we've covered everything you shouldn't say, let's talk about what you should say. What you should do is you should start by building common ground. Now, in season one, episode three, I taught extensively how to build common ground. So, review that episode if you need extra help. But what I would say if I was talking to someone about back alley abortions is I would start by saying, I agree with you that it is tragic and horrible that any woman would feel so desperate and so stuck in her situation that she would resort to a self-induced abortion or seeking out an illegal, unsafe abortion and that she would lose her life in the process. Like That really is a failure of our society. And I think that's a tragic situation that I don't want to have happen. And some of these things that I'm saying may seem to you as very Duh, and obvious. Like, why would I need to tell someone this? Shouldn't they just know that I think that women dying is horrible? But the truth is, is that a lot of pro-choice people have never met a pro-life person before, or at least not had a good experience with one. And so they view us in a lot of ways as anti-women. So that's why it's really important that you vocalize these points of agreement and not assume that the pro-choice person knows that you think these things, because a lot of times they don't. After you build common ground, then what I teach volunteers to do next is a slightly modified version of our circumstance response. First, you'll say, if a woman died trying to kill her newborn, we wouldn't legalize infanticide to make it safer for that woman to kill her newborn because the newborn is a person. Then you'll finish with a slightly modified version of the second step of the circumstance response. So you'll finish by saying, so do you see how at whatever point the fetus becomes a person like the newborn, we wouldn't legalize killing the fetus in order to make it safer for the mother because at that point it would be killing a person. And then you would go straight into personhood and you would ask, what do you think the fetus needs to be legally considered a person like the newborn? And notice how you've transitioned the conversation away from the discussion of back alley abortions to a discussion of personhood, because that's where the real disagreement lies. Both pro-life and pro-choice people think that back alley abortions are a tragic problem that needs a solution. What we disagree on is what is an acceptable solution to that real problem. And legalizing killing an innocent person is not an acceptable solution to back alley abortions. So what we have to show the pro-choice person is that that's what abortion is. Abortion kills an innocent person. And the only way you can do that is by talking about personhood, not back alley abortions and how frequently they're going to happen. I hope all of that was helpful for you. I'm going to be making an entire workbook sheet page on how to respond to back alley abortions. If you're on our email list, you should get that emailed to you this week. If you're not on our email list, you can sign up at www.abortiondialogueacademy.org slash podcast, or by clicking the link in the show notes below. So next week, we're going to talk about life of the mother arguments. So I thought this would be a good next episode because back alley abortions and life of the mother arguments tend to go hand in hand. They tend to get confused a lot. And the way you respond to them is very, very different. So we're going to talk about that next week. So tune in then to learn more. If you like today's episode, you can help support the channel by leaving us a five-star review. Make sure you hit that follow button so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't yet, sign up for our podcast email list on our website. That's wwwabortiondialogacademyorg podcast. That way you get all the training exercises from the show delivered right to your inbox. Now I will see all of you next Saturday as I continue to teach you how you can persuade someone to be pro-life, In seven minutes. Until next week, God bless.